nation high in the Hollywood Hills. It's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, the funny of not being funny. Convicts, the man in the elevator, the boss boss, and very special guest, Chris Fairbanks. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good evening. You are listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host, Sean Conroy. With me tonight, the human conflagration, Mr. Jamie Flapdoodle, is here. Well, hello, everyone. Just Uh. winding himself up. (laughs) And, of course, the bitter Buddha is here. Mr. Eddie Pepitone. Good to be back, everybody. Good to be back. Once again, for the second week in a row, we are short. One of our members, who happens to be our shortest member, Miss Amber Kenny, is not here today. <laughs> is she shorter than Jamie? I think so. Really? Okay. <laughs> Jamie, how tall are you, by the way? I'm Just for our listeners at home. Um, five, six. I'm five, are you really six. five, six? Yeah. Aww. So you're a pretty short fella. Napoleon... See, I see everybody as just short, you know? like How I have tall no... are you? I'm six foot nine. You are not. <laughs> so I see everyone as you diminutive. Are not. How tall are you? you? You're right. Six foot eight. How tall are you? Six foot seven. How tall? And so the show went on through various <laughs> heights. You were just giving me shit about talking about snacks last week. That's true. I was giving you shit about that. Six two, are you? Absolutely not. Uh, all right. So do you think this will have any effect on the show, not having Amber here? I'm going to laugh more. Uh, will it? Yes, of course it will. The dynamic is going to be different. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's just yeah. us, the boys. Hey, hey right, guys? It turned into a show where it was like, you know, <laughs> we're, we're just like, I love fucking bitches. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I like to do is I, I like to get a gun. <laughs> I like to threaten people. And then I like to have lots of sex, graphic sex. <laughs> I love pussy. <laughs> and there's the laugh. Yeah, that's a sad laugh, Jamie. That doesn't sound like a real laugh. Like you, when you laugh like that, that makes me think there's something sad going on. Why? Because you go, <laughs> like it's on the edge of crying. I think it's on the edge of manic insanity, mm-hmm. more so. I don't think there's any sadness into it. All right. Well, let's. Uh... <laughs> that exchange was just great. Yeah, fucking sad. No, I don't think so. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's start with. Uh... Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about the show on Saturday night, right? We had the long shot live, mm-hmm. and you were not there. Eddie Pepitone was not there. That's who I was talking about when I said you. Um, but it was a fun show, don't you think, Jamie? I had fun. Do you uh, think the audience had fun? I think the audience had fun, save for the five Europeans. But they left very early on. They, they did. They left during your set. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah, it was weird. There was two women there who... I was like, where did you guys, you know, where did you guys come from? And they're like, we were eating at the restaurant across the, like, they just randomly walked in, didn't know what to expect. So they were not fans of the show. Mm-hmm. And I think when Jamie got up and did what Jamie does now, what did on Jamie stage, do? What did they do? were confused. What and did they Jamie laughed. do? Was it stand up this time? Because last show we did live, you did not do stand up. You read from your journal. That's right. Uh, the panting black pussy journal, I mm-hmm. call it. Panting? Yes. 
Um, you sure you don't mean pantsing? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Panzers? No. <laughs> Jamie did a bit on Saturday that was called Seven Jokes and Some Crowd Work. He announced that when he got up on stage. Because what you want to do when you're doing stand-up is you want to tell the audience that you're, you're going to tell plan? them that you're going to tell them some jokes. Yeah. Um, so it was called Seven Jokes and Some Crowd Work. But I mean, you know, you know what Jamie's sensibility is. Jamie, your sensibility is that hmm. the reason this thing is funny is because it's not funny, right? Uh, no, I, <laughs> I think there's a disconnect there. Um, I, but I guess, yeah, for that said, that, that is kind of what it is. It's setting up, building expectations, and then... Not. Well, the great flam conundrum is that Are you Jamie, talking about the flamundrum? The flamundrum. Jamie's in comedy. And he's not funny yet. And no, and I'm and I don't mean that as a slight to you. I mean that with all due respect. <laughs> hey you today. You've been a dick since I walked in the door. Um but but I do think there's an element of your sensibility all the time that is and even on this show sometimes, that is I'm gonna say something that's really not funny, and that's what makes it funny. Look, can we call a spade a spade? Jamie isn't funny yet. Now, I, I, I don't agree. I think you he don't has, agree. I think he has you a philosophy. You seem to agree in spades during this show. Well, if we now you're talking too much about spades. <laughs> I I recently came from a Mississippi River boat and I played cards for days on end. Um, but I think I think in in Jamie's mind, in your mind, you really think if I say something really unfunny right now. That will be funny. That's what's going to be funny about it. I don't is how think he thinks it that. Is. I think Jamie. I think thinks, he does think that. Let's go to him and find out what he. I thinks. I think Jamie thinks it's funny, I, and it is not. I oh, I, I disagree. <laughs> um, Who I, is right here? Well, in my defense, I've been doing shows for ten years. You are not being lambasted or put on trial here. This is what answer happened. the question. Where's Amber? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been doing shows for 10 years and I've done plenty of shows that I'm very proud of. And I wow. get up on stage and make people laugh. And so I, you show, might not like it. Let's just show Eddie what you did on Saturday night. So you be you and okay. do one, and I'll be the computer. Okay. The computer? Watch. See? watch. Um, all right. Um, and don't feel like you're being judged. No, not at all. <laughs> not, not even a little. Um, this is a lot of love. All right, welcome. Uh, this is uh, called Seven Jokes and Some Crowd Work. Boo! Suck it! Just let him do Sorry. it. Sorry. Well, that's the computer spoke at that point. No, no, no. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you... No, do do one of your jokes, and then then we'll do... Oh, I'll pick a, a quick one. What was one joke? Um... I can't, I can't remember one of the shows. On, this, by the way, was one of the problems on Saturday night, was that even though Same we had this very prepared bit, mm -hmm. he still forgot what he was doing halfway through about three of his seven jokes. But that still got laughs. Is that right? Like I walked You see, you're the master of the indecision. You're the master of the in-between. You live in the grays between... You're talking about that movie with Liam Neeson? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> that I looked okay. horrible, didn't it? Yeah. Look, I wouldn't say I, I killed, but I, I, you know, I, I taped it, and no, I felt I did... Fine. Well, I think the audience ahead. enjoyed the experience. What was the, the fucking experience. bit? I'm waiting to hear the bit, and so yeah. is the audience. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to think of one joke that I it did. It doesn't matter because the jokes weren't very good. That was the whole point of them. 
was that the point? Or this is what I'm arguing with Sean right now. I'm thinking that you thought they were good. He's saying you purposely do things that are not funny to be funny. Am I on yes, the right no, track? Correct. When I'm saying that he thinks they're goddamn funny. I don't think he does, because if he does, that makes him insane. Where the fuck <laughs> Wait, is there's, Amber? There's, there's two things here. One, I have a character that I've been doing since I was five years old that will, and I think that's where a disconnect the three of us is, is sometimes I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. That's a bad example. But Or like I'll say something in a particular. That sound like that character you always do. But he'll say something dumb, but it's a terrible joke. And the joke is it's a character in my head that I've done my entire life that says stupid things. And I don't think it's funny, but to me, this character is Okay, funny. so Sean so far is right. Correct. <laughs> um, in this particular show, yes, the whole the bit was I would say a joke. And then I had um, on a CD um, a voice with a lot of gravitas and big sound saying, Nailed Just do it. it. Just do it so he can oh, hear I what it sounds okay, like. Yeah. And so Jamie it. would go, uh, you know, two guys walk here, folks. I'm going to do seven jokes and some crowd work. Right. So two guys walked into a bar. Oh, before that, they both though. said "ow," and then the computer would go, "Nailed it!" I think I've seen this somewhere before. No, but then before that, it'd be like joke number one. I think I've seen you do this. Have you done this before? No, but okay. then I did crowd work too, and I didn't. Yeah. Is it too soon to start comparing this kid to a young Bill Cosby? That's what the computer said? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. (laughs) Now, there are comics Uh, who've done that. I've seen comics now who are doing this. Uh, One that comes to mind is Glass, Todd Glass. He'll do a bit and have a computer thing. And then the guy who really does it a lot is Doug, DJ Doug Dog Pound. Do you know that guy? DJ Doug Pound. And he'll do something and go, and his computer, but he's got it very slick, and his computer will be like, I can't believe he said that. (laughs) And it'll be, a lot of music will come in and sound Mm -hmm. effects, and it has this slick feel, but I feel that it's very controlled. So anyway, that's what Jamie did on Saturday night, was that bit, and... How did you think it went? Like I said, I thought it was great. I mean, it's not in Europe. It sounds like it ain't going over well well in Europe. It was the comedy of incompetence. He's right that people were laughing. Right. But like three different times, mm-hmm. you fucked up your own jokes. I know, I know. And he was like, he was like, so then these two guys bar walked into a, ah, I fucked that up so bad. Now, did laugh, you do laugh, that on laugh, purpose? Laugh, laugh, Computer goes, nailed it. Laughed again because he clearly didn't nail it. Like it was the comedy of not being funny. Well, we've talked about this before, that there are a bunch of comedians who will go on stage making fun of stand-up right. and making fun of the form. And we've talked about this, and that's because they can't do stand-up. Right. There are a lot of stand quote-unquote, funny people. I feel who, like it's something people do early on in their stand-up career before they get the confidence Some people make actually, a fucking career out of like it. Like who? Well. <laughs> <laughs> well is what you say when you can't think of anybody, right? Well, I don't want to name names. But I think there are Write people... Write it on this piece of paper. <laughs> well, also... No, I will. <laughs> I feel Just like... write it on the paper, and then you can eat the paper so no one will ever know. And for, um, for the record, I'm not, I don't have a stand-up career. I do stand-up once a month at this point. You know, I do the Spanglers, which is something completely different. That's true. But yeah, I'm not, like, yeah, going yeah. up every night and doing this and, and trying to make my career out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun thing to do in a show with, with the long shot peeps. And I had fun. I thought, think the audience liked it. Well, how did it go, Sean? What, what, because Jamie's obviously biased toward himself. I mean, he doesn't Who isn't, want, though, really? I love myself. Yeah, me too. And hate it. 
Oh God, what a battle! What a battle! Uh, I thought the show was good. I think I think people enjoyed it. One of the one weird thing I think about the lab, and I don't know how to solve this except to acoustics. No, um, let me get to it. But except to uh, sell out every show with fans of that particular show, is that I feel like the lab gets the runoff from the main room. So you have sort of alternative shows like our show with a crowd that's there to see us and then a few people who are mm. just out to see a stand-up show. And they're like, what the fuck is going on right now? You know? Um, well, this is, a, this is something So if that's... we could sell 50 tickets to our show before it started, yeah. we'd be fine. But we're always It's also have... amazing to me that... And what you're implying is that there are... Like people, if they don't see a certain type of stand-up, correct, they don't know what the fuck is going on. Which just means it was just a depressing thing as a comedian because it seems that com the comedy clubs are still just basically this mainstream kind of hacky. All stuff. people want to hear about is men do this and women do this. And Black people do this yeah. and white people do this. Yeah. Aliens do this and Earthlings do this. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, that's what comedy clubs are. Is isn't it different how this type of person behaves compared to this type of person? And then everybody so goes, sad. yes, yes, it is. It's so sad. Um, it's so sad. So that any any alternative uh, thing is just not understood by people, you know? Um, well, it's amazing to me that comedy club Jamie, audiences... where are you going? <laughs> um, I'll be right back. Well, I didn't mean to make Jamie go away. Now it's just me and you. No, I'm just pointing out that you are not funny. <laughs> well, while he's gone, while Jamie's gone, Jamie has gone to get our guest who is here, a very special guest. Has arrived. Very excited. Yeah. Um, but Jamie's gone to get him. While he's gone, let's talk frankly about what happened on Saturday night. No, it was funny. I think the audience enjoyed the show. I just, I mm -hmm. myself, mm -hmm. maybe I take stand-up too seriously, but I want people to be good at it, not to show off how bumbling they are, which is what Jamie was doing. Well, you know, you know, the best thing for a guy like Jamie to do is what he did when I did the first show with him and you guys <laughs> was, was reading from a journal, like a bit like that, like a storytelling thing, like this happened to me. But really, but, you know, he does that thing where he kind of half commits. Mm -hmm. Folks, don't tell Jamie about this Yeah, segment. he's gone right now, so let's not, uh, let's change the subject before he comes back. So what, what, you, you had a, a funny, you couldn't do the show on Saturday night. I could not be there because. Because why? I was paying back a lawyer mm -hmm. for working for me pro bono. Getting me out of a pro bono meaning for free for free yeah um he's a uh, a lawyer who works with uh, artists and he was referred to me by uh, Cal Arts mm -hmm. and they you know how did you get to Cal Arts well I this was or actually, is that a person <laughs> I bet there is a Calvin Arts somewhere yeah, yeah. in California. But uh, I, I got a referral because, I, and I talked about this, I think it was last year. Yeah. When, when you I, ripped off the unemployment system. No, apparently I didn't because uh -huh. Lewis got me off. I, I had um, debt, uh, the unemployment claim that I didn't claim a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was up Schitt's Creek. Right. They, the state of California wanted $16,000 from me. I was 
fucking a wreck. I was like, I was really at one of those points in my life, and it's been many of these points where I'm like, oh my God, I will never dig myself out of this financial hole. And this one seemed rather daunting. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and in comes this white knight, Lewis Greenwald, who was referred to me by... Sir Greenwald! And let me tell you, what a nice man. So anyway, he... He, he got me out of this debt. Right. $16,000. Yeah. Scot-free. <clears throat> For nothing. For you did nothing. not pay him a dime. Did not pay him a this dime. This is a guy who he just loves to, to fight me, the system. Well, what I find out is that he... You fought the law, and you won. <laughs> that's amazing. Mm -hmm. By the way, I still am amazed at that whole thing. Mm -hmm. By but, the way, I'm back, and I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Good. And he... <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> he said... Uh, 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 what I've come to find out about him is that, you know, 15% of his practice goes to helping artists pro bono. Uh-huh. Okay, so anyway, he gets me off. He has a 50th birthday. He says, you know, for payment, maybe you could perform at my 50th birthday. Party. Pro bono. Pro bono on my part. Right. <laughs> Charge him nothing. Yeah. So that's the least I can fucking do. Right. You know, and first of all, and to show you how self- Also, Eddie, if you could just trim the hedges in the front yard. I would have done anything. <laughs> mm. To show you how self-centered, though, I can be, no. which, as you know, no. is legendary, no. is he lives in a town uh, here in, uh, in Orange County uh, called Cerritos. I've never been to Cerritos. Cerritos. All I know is I had to go there on a Saturday. Now, this guy saved my ass. Right. And on Saturday night, when it comes to go to his place, I'm like, oh, my God, I map-quested it. Uh -huh. It's five fucking highways. Fuck. To... Cerritos on a Saturday night. What did you, where, which way did you have to go? South, which is horrific. But he was like... Through downtown. Through downtown. But he was like, avoid the five because the five... By the way, everybody in LA, if you're not from LA, this, is, this must be kind of funny, but everybody in LA just talks about... <laughs> traffic. Traffic. All the time. All the fucking time. Traffic and parking. Yeah, traffic and... park? Yeah. Uh, it's the yeah. worst. Anyway. <laughs> That's Jamie. So... I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm, I'm so what did you take? You took the 101? Dude, I took... This is funny. Five highways. The 101 south, south. the worst part of the, the journey, right. to the 110 south, to right. the 105 east, to the 605 south, to the 91 east, which leaves Now, you, you didn't want to go the two to the 234? You know, I and thought... And then the 15? I thought a lot about going to... Or what about the nine? Are you giving me shit? No, for the I, snacks. I thought a lot about going two thirty four nine two ten. Actually, through. or if you go two ten nine two thirty four, you get there before you left. The only way you can do that is by going seventy one, no seven ten south. Yes, yes. But anyway, this is going over a lot of heads <laughs> of people. Um, so anyway, I gummy bears. Go ahead. I, I was uh, I was uh, so I'm so so sad. I was like, you know what? I don't really have to go. You almost didn't go. In my head, I did this. Yes. I played with this idea. But uh -huh. I think the fact that I've been doing uh, a lot of inner work, um, I'm like, I, how, can I, how can I not do yes, this? Yeah. And so, of course, I went. And, of course, I'm thinking uh, I'm going to be late because blah, blah, blah. But I got there. And then, you know what's amazing about the L.A. traffic, too, is that you're in all. This is what I realized about L.A. traffic is that a lot of it is in my fucking head. Like, even though it's super congested, I wind up getting to places in about an hour. Mm -hmm. No matter where, you, <laughs> and in no matter my where mind, you're going or how long it takes to get it's there. About it's about an hour. It's always an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and in my mind, I've been in this car since birth. Right. 
you know? And so anyway, So you got there way early for this guy's I party. I got there way fucking early. And it was kind of funny. He's a very conservative. He's a cool dude. He's got, since he helps all these artists, mm-hmm. he's got all Pro bono, this, so they all give him shit back. Yeah. He's got all these fucking paintings mm-hmm. and sculptures in his house in Cerritos. And he actually uh, did a uh, art walk for people at uh, on oh, the party. And some of the artists were there, and it was it was it was pretty funny. So, what did you actually do? So, I think this was funny, and not you know. So my the bit we'll I see. we'll be. Did you have a computer with you? <laughs> Help now then. Is it too soon to start calling this guy a young Bill Hicks? <laughs> so <laughs> my bit was to dress up like a jailbird, right? Mm-hmm. I put on a white tank top, a stocking over my head, like a do-rag type of thing. I had Karen draw. Uh, Hello, darling. I had Karen draw uh, teardrop. a few episodes. Te- teardrop that. tattoos. As if you killed somebody. Yes. And I try to look like a prisoner. Mm-hmm. And No so- pants. What? No pants? <laughs> I had on jeans. Oh, okay. So I had the tank top, the do-rag. I just pictured you in a tank top and a do-rag, no pants. So now picture this, though. Lewis is married to a very conservative Korean woman. They have a daughter. It's a very, like, even though there are a bunch of artists there, Mm -hmm. I would describe this party. They're right-wing artists. They're not right-wing artists at all, but it's very tame. Mm -hmm. Really tame Really low key, older crowd. A perfect milieu for someone such as yourself. <laughs> older crowd and kids. Orange County. Orange County. Yeah. And kids. So no cursing. Lewis told me that beforehand. And you know, I like to to curse. Yeah. But um, I did not curse. That's the palette in which you work. And so I I <laughs> I said to Lewis, so just introduce me as a former. No client. cursing. That's like telling Surratt not to do. <laughs> Like how you just pick George Surratt out of a hat. Anyway, so oh, you saw my hat. Anyway, yeah. Um, I uh, so they have chairs set up, and uh, I'm listening from. I say, just introduce me as a former client because my bit is is that I went in owing the uh, Employment Development Council just seventy five dollars, and inadvertently, inadvertently, this is the whole bit. Lewis tied me to a couple of murders, and I wound up doing life. Uh, that was I was so I was just gonna. I'm um, so I'm coming. But on yet and, you're at the birthday party, so somehow you escaped. Yeah, but or? you see, I knew you were gonna do this, and thank God people weren't like that. Like, but how did you? Well, it, it doesn't like I can see jail. you in the audience going. This doesn't make any sense because how what would you be this? here? What is his backstory? But you like, know, I had a he... great line for that, and I and I had a great line for that, and I was really glad. Oh, hey, I had a great line for that, and I was our guest is here. I had a great line for that, and I really was psyched. Uh-huh. I, I, where I was scared that they weren't going to dig it, but I said, you know, and this was the voice I did, the voice I've been doing for forty years. Shoulders up, head down. I go. I go. They let me out one night because the only thing worse than doing a, a life sentence is spending a night in Cerritos. And that was, that was my biggest laugh. <laughs> they call that pandering to the hometown crowd. Yeah, uh, but I was worried that they were going to take offense. Like, yeah. oh, this hipster guy right, right, right. thinks we Yeah, because live. you look so much like a hipster. <laughs> well, yeah, in my head I do. Especially with, your, <laughs> especially with your stocking cap and your teardrop tattoos. But anyway, I kind of scared people a little. Be- I bet. 
you know, because of how I look. Mm-hmm. And the kids, one of the kids I heard whisper, is he really doing this? <laughs> so that that wasn't good for comedy. But, um, but uh, you know, my, my whole kind of thing, it was just a funny, like, funny, not funny environment right. to do this. It seems this. like Jamie would have thrived in that kind of environment. <laughs> this was a Jamie right up Jamie's alley. Absolutely. Um, but I, but <laughs> some of the and 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 I was a little disjointed, like shit, like no, that. No, come on. Yeah, because I think, well, I'm not the greatest preparer, as you know. Correct. So I was like, yeah, I went over it a couple of times. I wrote it the night before, and I went over it a couple of times. I thought I had it, <laughs> and I had. Hold it, hold it. Wait, what am I going to say next? Oh God. <laughs> I just want to say that I was, and, and I'm sure I screwed it up a little bit. Lewis somehow uh, inadvertently tied me to uh, murders. And this is in my head. I'm going, <laughs> oh, this is bad because I said the following. He tied me to the headless corpse that was found recently in the Hollywood Hills. But then in my head, I'm going, well, how could I be spending 25 years? Because I already did 20. That thing happened just the other day. So I'm doing shit. The logic wasn't happening. <laughs> That's why they have writers. I said, and I said this, and I think this was offensive to the Koreans there. Oh, I said, uh, Lewis has put, I said, in my cell block alone, there are 10 former clients of Lewis three dancers, four sculptors, a collage artist, and and he probably deserves to be doing life because he's a collage artist. That was a big (laughs) laugh. Oh, and And, the Koreans hate when you make fun of collage artists. No, but I said, then I said, here's here's what I said. I said, Lewis has put more artists away than the Khmer Rouge did in their heyday. And I heard a couple of, oh. <laughs> and I, don't, I figured the Khmer Rouge was fair game. And you but, think that the Koreans are upset when you make fun of what happened in Cambodia. In Cambodia. So that's probably in my head. That's, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But so that was the tenor of it. And what I did feel bad about in this very staid, you know, Orange County, Orange County environment was that I was a little disjointed. And I remember and I remember doing a patented thing I do, mm-hmm. which is when I don't know where I am in the bit. I was like, well, <laughs> and I just try to build emotionally without knowing what the <laughs> fuck I'm going to say next. And I was well, like, you've well, you've done a lot of you've done a lot of Meisner training. So uh, I was like, <laughs> on, yeah. I was like, well, I am feeling bad. And I came I up, am feeling bad. <laughs> I came up with the line, as my friend always used to say to me, and had no idea <laughs> what that friend. What did the friend end up saying? I don't even remember what I said. Uh, I got out of it somehow, like I always do with something. And then I so said, that was your... I said, I finally said, but what I do tell everybody if they do need a lawyer is please, whatever you do. Don't hire Lewis Greenwald. Is it Greenwald or Greenberg? <laughs> anyway, that's it for me. Good night. <laughs> and I just walked off. And then I changed very quickly, washed the teardrop, and then I um and then I put on my I had a little suit jacket and uh you know my little my little jaunty cap and I looked mm. completely different. And I was like, Hey, I heard the comedian did very well. <laughs> like I was doing that bullshit where I was going around the party. I heard the comedian was I heard fine. he looks very much like a hipster. <laughs> and then <laughs> The people were like, oh, like they would to me go, oh, you're very funny. No, he was terrible. Oh, 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 it's you. Oh, oh, it's you. Oh, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, no, no. He, he was, was great. Good. So, so that was a funny. So that's, yeah. And you know, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like all the shows I'm doing and, you know, all the shit that I've been taping, I wasn't nervous at all, which yeah. 
which the private party thing I've done maybe once or twice, and it's usually very nerve-wracking because it's a bizarre type of thing for a stand-up. Like, yeah, you perform right over there by right. where our daughter, our daughter's thing is. Yeah, yeah, right over there. I like how you use the specific thing. <laughs> this is another case of you starting a bit and not knowing where it was going. Right over there where our daughter's, our daughter's, and in your head you're going, what does the daughter have? What are they, our daughter's <laughs> thing is. Uh, all right, well, Jamie, what's been going on with you besides the show that you did this week? What else? Um, I actually did two shows in Orange County last night, too. Where? At uh, the uh, San Juan Capistrano Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, they always return, those fucking birds. Well, which I wasn't even going to talk about, but I, um... You weren't going to talk about it? No. But it was in Orange County. I thought there was a little parallel there. And I've never performed there. How was there. the audience? And I walked in, and I, I was reading a story, um, very much in line with my high school diary. But it was like I walked in, and for both shows, it was like primarily older. So they didn't go for the black pussy material? That, it did surprisingly well. Oh, really? It did. But when I walked in, it's like they're all drinking wine. and This is the guy who does the story about how he... Loved black pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who's here. The anti-comic. <laughs> I don't like this episode. Um, so this is what's been going on. Um, I had an epiphany this last week. What else is new? I, I, I have a lot of epiphanies. The By the, the way, can I ask you this? Because I haven't seen Jamie in a couple weeks. Yeah. Are you back on track as far as the eye, the big eye? Maculata. Uh, I didn't want to mention it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, have you? Because last time I saw you, you had partied in San Francisco. You you went off the rails, and I've been great ever since. But okay. he didn't really go off the rails because he had planned that into his whole thing, right? If you remember, okay. Yeah, but it's still going strong. Well, I have that. More weeks I have that philosophy that you really can't. You know, oh, I'm just going to do this weekend of party. Right, you refuse then, to believe that you. can. Yeah, I don't buy it. I I, I feel like if you're gonna, if you, no if one you, has any self control in your. No, I, I, and I think this is a valid point that I don't think you can have a lifestyle of, oh, well, I'll just put these three days aside to get completely fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that works, period. Right. If you're going to have a healthy lifestyle, and it yet, has to be healthy and yet Jamie... every fucking day, every fucking day. <laughs> you make it sound very appealing. I don't know. I don't think you could say, oh, these three days. You should lecture. You should lecture. I know. And the guy who's a total hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, well, I did have one day last every week. Every fucking day. Every <laughs> fucking day. Um, so go ahead, Jamie. All right, the epiphany. <clears throat> I've been stressing out for the last few weeks because, you know, the lab continues to do well, but they're not paying me what I need and um, not giving me the resources I want. And then there's this other theater I've been telling you about for the last couple of months. The Hayworth? Yeah, and should I move everything over there? And what am I doing? So the epiphany was... I just need to start a production company because that's essentially what I'm doing is producing shows and producing um, podcasts and producing all these other things. Let's put a name on it and put all my energy into that. And then it doesn't matter where I'm doing it. I'm producing things that can be at the lab, the Hayworth or anywhere else. So that has got me driven again after a few weeks of not sleeping and I'm excited. A few weeks of not sleeping. <laughs> oh, I'm right on the ball. Mm -hmm. ah. Although I did not sleep. I last wake night up from about uh, 40 minutes of sleeping, and I go right to the gym. Does your production company have a name yet? <laughs> it does. What's your production company's name? Enchanted Immaculate. 
That's not going to sell a lot Enchanted of Immaculate. <laughs> you heard it here hey, first. Hey, Bob, who, who do you got in mind to produce this? Enchanted Immaculate? Give me Enchanted Immaculate in the third race to place. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, all right. Well, that's great, Jamie. And I wish you all the best. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you I could contribute. You got short shrifted on that, Jamie. Well, we spent fucking 20 minutes talking about how I'm not funny. Not about how you're not, not really. funny. About how your opinion of what's funny is that things are not funny. That's not my opinion of what's funny. I, That's yeah. my opinion of what your opinion of what's funny is. Well, I think both of you guys are funny. Well, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Uh, all right, this seems like a good place to take a break. We'll be back in a moment with a very special guest. I'm very excited about our guest tonight. I miss Amber. Hi, this is Eddie Pepitone, and I'm under great duress right now, but I do want to tell you, follow the Long Shot Podcast on Twitter, at Long Shot Podcast. Get me? At Long Shot Podcast. Oh, my God, am I in great danger, but it's all in my mind. God damn it. <laughs> We are back. You are listening to The Long Shot. Uh, with us tonight is not Amber. Jamie is very much feeling that loss right now. Well, Amber is Jamie's ally. Right. and he, She's he's everybody's been, ally. She's everybody's. Uh, but we do have a guest here and joining us tonight, a very funny guy, Mr. Chris Fairbanks. Thank you. Here. That's me. Thank hey. you for being here. Of yes. course. Sorry it took me a while. I had to mill around out front. Yeah. I have a little routine with every podcast, and it's to walk around the street swearing at my phone for a half hour. <laughs> so you I could did not, that. You could not get through on the phone. I could not get anyone. I that is a horrible feeling. We are so fucking connected. I mean, cell phones, right? We mm -hmm. didn't have them 20 years ago, whatever. 10 years ago, was it even? Eight years ago. But now we're like, I don't... I don't have a signal. I'm dead as a yeah. human being. The computer in my pocket wasn't working. And without it, and right. I jumped on board late. I got a cell phone after everybody. Is that uh, right? I didn't even have email. And then, uh, and yeah, if it, I now didn't have a way of Now you're probably the most hooked you. up guy. Because I know the guys who get on late really get hooked in once they get in. <laughs> I'm pretty hooked. I'm pretty dialed in. I'm pretty dialed in. I made up for lost time. My Twitter is connected to the Facebook. The Facebook <laughs> is connected to Instagram. Instagram it, is connected to... It's, it's like that old church spiritual. Yeah. The Which one? All right. Tonight... <laughs> he does that a lot. <laughs> uh, tonight, we decided we would talk about what was the hardest job you've ever had. So let's start mm. tonight with Eddie. Damn it. I shouldn't say damn it. I, I, I just always uh, like when Sean does. You don't like going first. A misdirection. No, I'm fine. My hardest job. You've had a lot of jobs. I've had a lot of shitty jobs. Mm -hmm. I would say the hardest fucking job I had was installing and sanding hardwood floors. Wow. Um, in Staten Island. Uh, I was going through a fucked up time in my life. So that was within the past 40 years. Within my lifetime. Yeah. Um, it was such a hard physical job. For instance, I would, and something I didn't want to do. I've always done, not always, but from the age of about 15, because my dad and his brother, his brother was like a master, his brother was a master contractor you know, putting extensions on people's houses, refinishing mm -hmm. people's houses. And so my summer job, my father, 
was like, come on, work for Ray in the summer. And I made like whatever, 10 bucks an hour. Which is good money when you're a kid. Yeah, because he was my it's uncle. It's good money he, now. It's really good money now. <laughs> Half of America wants to be making 10 an hour. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I would go do these jobs in the summer and uh, they would always be pretty brutal, like just like, and I was never, I was never a physical guy. Mm-hmm. I was never like a guy who liked physical work. I'm, I'm always looking for the easy way out. Totally always looking for the easy way you out. You always want to hire the master contractor, not be the master contractor. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I learned all these skills and, and I, I'm really glad that I was around all these blue collar guys because it's really informed my comedy, mm-hmm. you know, to be just around because all these guys do like my dad, my uncle and everybody who works in construction. All they do all day is curse. It's like, God, where the fuck is the God? Damn, why the fuck? Did it take you 20? I used to get this a lot because I used to be the guy who got sent to get the uh, snacks for coffee. Like, that's a big thing. Coffee break. That was like we would live for coffee breaks. All right. Coffee. Like we get there at 8 a.m., 10, 15, coffee break. All right, Eddie, get me, uh, get me the ring dings, not the old ring dings. I got the new ring dings out. Okay. You bring me the old. I swear to and fucking you have to God. Write, you have to write it. You have to write everybody's order down. Write right. everybody's yeah. fucking order down. Egg, egg sandwiches. Egg sandwiches. Yeah. You know, egg sandwiches. No fucking bacon. Mm-hmm. Egg sandwich. Bacon and cheese. That's mm-hmm. oh, by the way. Right now, I'm on this big raw food. Like I eat vegetables. Da, da, da. I remember the shit I used to eat when I was doing construction. Bake, bacon and cheese egg sandwiches. Bacon and cheese. What the best? It was the best. So bacon, good. Bacon, yeah. egg, and cheese. And I would think not think twice about that kind of diet. Like mm-hmm. now, I'm like, oh my god, who the fuck can eat bacon? Like now I'm all like I'm the total opposite of that diet. But then again, right, I'm not burning many calories these days. <laughs> I'm sort of like, huh, oh, I guess I got to go to that table read later. I'll have a carrot. But back then, just like swinging hammers and swinging dicks and swinging. Whoa, 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 I mean, no, 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 swinging hammers. Back up. No, no, no. What I meant is that it's just guys. It's a real guys, guys type of fucking right. thing. But the worst job I had was sanding floors and installing. We would get there at 8 in the morning, and it was this crazy company, crazy company. Some Italian guy um, owned it. And he was already so sick of it. And we used to do all these expensive houses in Staten Island. And we were a motley crew. My boss was legally blind. I kid you not. You're he kidding. Was... No, I knew you were going to say that. So you preempted it. He, he legally blind. And uh, he was the boss. You can't and have blind people be the boss. I am not fucking. The only thing he didn't do was drive. At least he didn't do that. But he... He was legally blind. He could still see. If you're legally blind, there are levels to it. I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. How can you be legally blind, but you can still see? Because the legality is is that you have to... Now, are you doing this pro bono? (laughs) (laughs) It was so nasty a job that we get there at 815 into a cold house that would just be a shell. Like, you install the hardwood floors... When none of the insulation is in, no heating, just the elements in the in the winter, in the winter. And, and when you say oh. you install these hardwood floors, what? How do you install them? Are they planks that you they, put yes, down? Yes, they are planks. Of most of it was oak. 
Uh-huh. Most of it was oak, some pine. Mm-hmm. Well, there were great conversations about that. I remember going, oh, look, it's pine. Oh, look, it's oak. Oh, this is a pretty oak. Or the, the ultimate would be, um, oh, my God, these people are putting in. Mahogany. Uh, no, never mahogany. Ivory. No, what is that? Um, the stuff that's. Bamboo. Ex- no. The stuff that's maple. expensive. Maple we did once in a while. That was rare. Um but it was a certain type where it was squares instead of planks. Do you sequoia. Know? Parquet. Parquet, oh, parquet flooring was not really butter, high class, you know. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And we'd always have conversations like, boy, these motherfuckers must have money. Like the poor guys coming in mm. to install. Boy, these motherfuckers have money. <laughs> so that was kind of so brutally like I... I but what was, what was so brutal about it? Just the elements? The for me, we'd get there, and these were my pot smoking days. Mm-hmm. We, and, and my boss, the legally guy, guy, legally blind guy, we would smoke at eight in the morning. We were token up, and then we would get into this empty shell of a house, and all you would see all over the house are these bundles of flooring. And I would just look at them coming down from having smoked in the truck. By the way, we would smoke in a truck that a van that had nothing but uh, sealants in them. So we're smoking right next to things that could, could blow us up, up in yes. a fucking heartbeat. Wow. But the work itself was really hard. Like so, And then my boss would just turn into an animal. He was a great worker, and that's why he was the boss. He didn't own the company, but he was my boss. Right. And it would just be me and him. He was and the foreman. He was the foreman. And he would take out a little, a little hatchet and just start, all right, Pep. He used to call me Pep. And he used to put on music. We'd bring a big boombox, find an outlet in this shell, cold winter days, sometimes summer days, too. That sucked, too. Cold winter Sometimes days. fall and spring. Fall and spring were beautiful. He would put... <laughs> <laughs> just start hacking out the planks. Let's go, Pep. <clears throat> Loud jazz, smoke Wait, weed. Wait, what is he, what is he ha- hacking out? Like... Oh, the bundles would be tied, so we'd have to oh, bang see. out the ties, and then they'd all fall on the floor, and then we'd have to lay it out like a right. jigsaw puzzle. I was always terrible at that. A like, jigsaw puzzle with a bunch of just straight pieces, right? Straight pieces, but they had to be... If you look at your flooring even right here, they have to be um, set. set. Offset, thank you. Is it they, tongue and groove, Joe? Tongue and groove, yeah. tongue and groove. Now, that was that <laughs> part of it. Even worse health-wise was sanding because the boss boss never gave us like the proper equipment. Is that I what was, you call them? The boss boss? The boss boss. <laughs> By the way, and the, hey, mach- it's the, boss the boss. machines that we used, I swear to you, one was called the big machine and one was called the little How machine. How did they come up with those names for them? <laughs> one was bigger. Got it. <laughs> one, and this was an hilarious size. thing, the big machine when we were sanding. And it bounces up and down as you're sanding? A little bit. Yeah. No, well, no. No, if you know what you're doing, it oh, does I not. See. And uh, so the big machine sands the bulk of it, and then I had to do the edges. Oh, and the my edge my foreman would never want me to learn the big machine because he was paranoid I would take his job. He didn't want so, you to become the boss. Because once you no, become the boss, right. then What's you next? might the eventually boss, be the boss boss. And did you ever meet the... <laughs> did you ever meet the boss boss boss? He was only of a recording. Like, we would come in, like and Charlie's there would be Angels. a tape player, and he goes, gentlemen. Your admission, should you choose to accept it. <laughs> You're going to Toad Hill, where mafiosa live. <laughs> the house is gorgeous. Of course, it's a shell right now, and it's spring. Anyway, anyway, so the sanding was even worse. So you get dust up, and you didn't have masks? I think I actually, because I've suffered uh, from bronchitis, like, 
big-time bronchitis for years, and I think it was because I sucked Well, you definitely don't want the small-time bronchitis. (laughs) (laughs) I I sucked in so much sawdust that I think I fucked up my lungs, and I have tinnitus. Did you ever put a bandana on No, we had... He would give us this fucking boss... The boss boss would give us these fucking surgical masks that Mm -hmm. you buy in a pharmacy. We should have had... A fucking mask mask, you know? The boss the boss, boss, boss <laughs> needed to give you a mask mask. No, you know what I mean? Like, hey, boss, a boss, surgical can we get a mask, mask, mask that people wear for colds was not what we needed because it would be caked with sawdust immediately. And uh, it was a nightmare job. I have tinnitus from that job, which is a ringing of the ears. Mm-hmm. He, not until, like, my second year of that job did he give us fucking ear uh, mufflers. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, unbelievable, fucked up job, and and I find and and I got a hernia during that job mm. from lifting all this shit. But luckily, you had insurance through the job. I had no insurance, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that sounds like a nightmare. How about you, Chris? I uh, I've never worked a Manual day. My look at these hands. Beautiful. They're beautiful. They by look the way. like a porcelain geisha doll. Mm-hmm. There's no. I used to do labor stuff at a ski area to work off my passes. Uh, Where cut, was that? Cut down trees in Montana. Wow! And had to bury cut down trees, bury cable and pipes for a snow machine. That was hard work. That yeah. sounds like fucking then, hard work. In after school, I went to art school, which isn't. I would occasionally get a callus on my drawing finger, <laughs> and then I designed T-shirts for like frat houses and did T-shirts. Did you? Have, was that your own company or was that somebody else's? No, company? I worked. I worked for a place in Montana, and then when I moved to Austin, I worked for a screen printing. Is that where you went to art school in Austin? Mm-hmm. No, in Montana. And then I moved to Austin to start doing stand-up, but it didn't become a job for what a while. What was your so. hardest job? I, You know what? When I was like 15, I delivered coupon books door-to-door, and we'd get dropped off in these neighborhoods like oh, you were one trailer of parks, kids. and I got yeah. bit by dogs. All oh, my, shit. All my fellow employees got in a huge fight one night, and I was a kid. I wanted to cry. They were, punch- they were breaking. Two of the guys broke noses. We picked them up at a bar before work, and they were drunk. Then we got dropped off in this neighborhood, and they just started fighting. And I didn't—I wasn't old enough to drive or anything, and uh, that was scary. <laughs> yes, I thought that they were gonna. So you picked up trailer trash guys. Th- those were the employees, and then <laughs> those were your coworkers. Yes, yes, we picked them up at the elbow room, and they were already the spat. elbow room. Every bar, every town yeah. I know has a bar called the elbow yeah, room. Yeah, and then and then they they started throwing. Swings at each other. Why in the did car. you pick up guys who were drunk to do this work? Because it was uh, stupid people work. Yeah, you'd go door to door and yeah. say, "Hey, here's a coupon book. All you have to do is use six of them, and it pays for itself." And then, you by, go to the, by next the way, house. I like how you're blaming Chris for picking up drunk guys when he has clearly stated yeah. that he was 15 years old and he was just one of yeah. their coworkers. Well, it was the boss. Why boss are you Why are you hiring <laughs> drunk people to the, work? I for was the. the I worked under the boss boss. I'm just mad. I get mad boss at boss violent hired. people. And drunk people. I don't like drunks, and I don't like violent. These were, these I particularly guys, don't like violent drunks. I find violent them drunks. to be the most despicable human drunk beings. Drunk violins, not so fun. <laughs> no, and it's just kind of accepted. Oh, he was drunk, and so right. he, oh, when so he broke excuse. somebody's nose and set them back about two Well, it months. sounds like they both were drunk fighting. Both right? these guys were drunk, and they probably went home uh, not even thinking about it. They were probably friends, but I scarred for life. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and we yeah, got left seeing in brutal fights when you're young is fucked. Yeah, yeah, grown-ups punching each other. Very, very how did you How did you members. happen across this job? I, mean, that sounds like a- I watched my grandpa and my uncle fight once, and that was a scary thing. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. One of what my, the hell were they? They were, they were pit fighters. They, they were, were uh, yeah. They up were. in Montana, they do things differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was about coupon books, but it was still near a quarry. It is about sales, though. It's very confusing. Anyway, quarry fights. My uncle's I think numbers. there are quarry fights. <laughs> yeah, you go up near a super fun site. Butte, Montana, has a lot of quarry fights. Jerry Quarry was you just not grab, a bad boxer. <laughs> you just Jerry Quarry was one of the best gravel fighters we know. So you grab these rocks, you put them in your fists, and you just hit the guy next to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did you end up doing this job, selling coupon books? Oh, I just answered an ad. <laughs> it was uh, stapled to a telephone pole in my town. Sounds like a horrific Wanna job. Want to make six fifty an hour, kid? And so, yeah. How and old you were you? just wanted the money. I, get, I was 15. Mm. Just testing you. I know you were. <laughs> I was just doing it for the money. Yeah. I was, <laughs> it wasn't really? about the art at all. Did they give you bonus coupons? Like if you sold a certain amount, did you get a coupon yourself or? Uh, no, I didn't want any. I, I wasn't a coupon. I wasn't a, a consumer really mm. at that point. I was a young person. I didn't need a, a money off so of So you would oil go door change. to door and go, yes. hey. Would you like to buy a uh, book of coupons? Maybe you will buy one out of guilt for the fact that your dog bit me on the way here. But can I, I say something? Can dogs. I say something that you said off mic? Is um, that uh, stand up is actually the hardest yeah. job you've had? Which well, I, 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 you know, that's the one that stresses me out because I care about it, and when it isn't going well, it's only my fault, and so I get like bleeding ass ulcers over it. <laughs> that's it's hard on yeah. my soul. Yes. I, I figure I've. I feel like I should, after putting 12 years into it, I should be at a different point. Yeah. And then the next week, everything seems fine. It's just right. emotionally. It's a roller coaster. Take, it's trying on my body. But also, stand up is like, it's not like a real job yeah. in a lot of ways. It's I'm, like you have to be totally self motivated and self disciplined. The only but thing. But aren't a I'm lot not, of jobs like that these days? Not selling I'm not books. talking about the actual, like with your job. Doing the flooring, the actual work was difficult. At, oh, at right. Actually, doing stand-up right. is right. The, that's like the payoff. Right. That's fun. Everything other than that makes me want to go back home and sell coupon books with violent drunks. The travel, that kind of thing. Yeah, all of it. But, yeah. Do you travel a lot? I haven't been. I was working on a show for a while and it got canceled. Sorry. So now I no, thank <laughs> God it did. I was unhappy there. So uh, that was a hard mm. job. That was a lot of stress. Like Which one? Oh, can you mention it? It was called uh, Daily Habit. It was on Fuel TV. Mm. It was just 50 hours a week. of doing, And we had to shoot stuff on weekends. It was just uh. a lot of time put into it to where I wasn't paying attention to stand-up, and that made me unhappy. Yes. So I like stand-up, of course. Right. And that was... Uh, but now I'm getting unemployment from it, I found out today. That's beautiful. Don't, so, yeah. don't overdraw on your unemployment account. I shall not. Because you could end up playing a prisoner in <laughs> Cerritos, California. Uh, near the auto square? Did you plug the auto square while you're Cerritos auto square? They would have loved that. <laughs> that was a I corporate gig? I shit about uh, No. It was a, a lawyer who had helped me out, and oh, I did okay. his 50th birthday party. <clears throat> I did it. An improv in Addison. They, they had, it was a private party. They tricked you into doing some Christmas party. That was one of the shows that week, and so it was all an entire office of people. 
and they were like, you should do an impression uh, of our boss. Just to make oh, demands of people. God. And here, wear his jacket. Everyone knows about his oh, long God. jacket. And so I put on this jacket, and I got on stage, and I'm like, Henderson, you're fired. Uh, Did they the, laugh? Uh, they were, yeah, I guess, because uh, the jacket was getting laughs. Then I reached right. in the pocket, and there was women's underwear in the pocket. And I was like, oh, uh, the, oh, these are for my secretary. And it, it, in fact, in the audience, the guy's wife like slapped him and ran out of the room and he chased after her. And I had given him away by, by pulling these underwear out of the jacket. And I didn't think like, oh, I'm revealing something. I should say, oh, I just put these in here. I've been Chris Fairbanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That... I'll be in the front selling my autographed coupon albums. Yes, and boy. Well, boy. I think somebody should have said, Chris, Chris, give me the code for a second. Let me remove something. Yeah, let me make sure he doesn't yeah. have his uh, oh my God. secrets in there. That's fucked up. Yeah, uh, it was fucked up. All right, well, Jamie. Yeah. Tell us about your <clears throat> hardest job. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I've had a few. Yes. Nothing, nothing, no heavy lifting. But the one that first comes to mind is my first year of college. I was working for the annual fund, I believe it was called. We have to call alumni and ask for money, yeah. donations. Ugh. Telephone work is the worst. Yeah. And, the, you know, when you're first starting, they give you the hardest sell. So basically, they gave me a list of graduate students who are the last people on earth that have any money whatsoever to, to donate back to their alumni. They're just going to get angry at you. Yeah, I got it. That's what it was. Like two weeks of I just... I hate colleges, by the way. You just, I think in general? Surprising. Yeah, they're, no, there's Most scum. things you like, and then once in a while, you'll just come out with, I hate this thing. No, they're always... And I'm always, always shocked by how much you hate That's all they things. fucking do. First they, first, they charge you way too much money to attend their piece of shit mm -hmm. college. And then once you're gone, all they do is ask you for money. Yeah. It's like... Go fuck yourselves. Right. Yeah. So tell us more, <laughs> tell us more about your job. Yeah, I got you. No, I mean, it was just call after call of people saying no, thank you, and please stop calling me. And then they listened to your calls. Like the people that work so there. So it was really hard for you to have people say no, thank you, please stop calling. Were you like the type who was like, wait, 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 wait. Let me no, tell you what no. I can do. Let me tell you. If you donate, by the way, you know that's a tax-deductible donation, and I swear to God, we need a new MRI machine for the swim team. Were you like a hard no, sell to I was a guy? timid 18-year-old kid. I'm just like, oh, okay, that's fine. But then they call you into their office because they're like, we've been listening to your phone calls, and you, know, you need to be more aggressive. Yeah. We've been listening to your phone calls, and we know you've buried a dead body <laughs> up Shouldn't the people who are listening to the phone calls just be making phone calls themselves? Yeah, so, probably. Yeah, like, they, what a waste of time. Are they qualified right. to judge your phone calls when well, they're they making them? They've been working there for 10 years doing it, and they uh, seem miserable. Oh, they have yeah. A script. Those are the assholes they call consultants. Like, Bob, we need you to come in and listen to these kids' phone calls because they're not selling anything. So go in because you really know what the fuck you're doing. All right, I'll, I'll whip him into shape, Sam. Don't worry. So what were their notes to you, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> well, they would, they would have the script, and they'd give you... Ripped. You know, they just give you notes on how to, you know, be more aggressive, like ways to be like, well, actually, did you hear about we have the new Rexen that we're building? Mm. And they don't want to hear any of that. Like, they're tuned out the second you say annual fund. My daughter died in the rec center. <laughs> All right. Well, did you hear about the uh, the commissary? It's new. My son died <laughs> at the commissary. All right. Uh, Why am I still on the phone with you? Well, there's a quadrangle that needs construction. A quadrangle? Mm-hmm. That that doesn't sound like something you build. That sounds like something that doesn't exist. No, no, it's where everybody meets in the center of the campus. It's Isn't called a quadrangle. A, that's a quad, yeah. 
Is that short That's for quad? Quad for short, yes. Yeah. Is it really hey, short for quadrangle? Who's the kid who knows the abbreviation of quadrangle? <laughs> Hire him. Quadrangle? Is that really what it is? That's a thing? Yeah. It's not like a quadrage or... I think it was a quadrangle. A quadrangle? That's the full you're, name for the quad. You're giggling because we don't know this, but I bet it's not a word. Quadrangle, yeah, well... Folks. Is that a four-sided triangle then? Okay. <laughs> a square. I got you. So, I got, Jamie... I got you. You chose to do this, or you were you were forced That's to do a good this. Point. I chose to do it. Uh-huh. I lasted two weeks. It was the only job I've ever just not gone back to without calling. Just been like, I'm done. I never got my final paycheck. Just because your final paycheck. How many paychecks maybe, did you get? Maybe I never got paid. I think maybe I never got paid. If you're only there for two weeks. Yeah, but I was too scared to go back. Operations like that don't pay you. Like if you don't produce on mm. on the phones. They're like, ah, fuck him. We're not well, he's saying him. he didn't go back to get his paycheck. Like, he just left without... And then never never called. Never told him you weren't coming back. No. They were like, all right, let's call Jamie in because all his hey, phone Bob, calls have just been completely sitting. silent. We got a paycheck sitting here for Jamie. Should we get in touch with him? <laughs> Let him call us. You just walked out and you never went back. Never went back. Have you ever done something like that? Well, yes. I actually, uh, to me, this is the funniest thing I ever done in retrospect, but I was with a temp agency. These were horrible jobs because I was the worst guy for office jobs. I would show up in a mismatched suit like the shirt. So not a suit. Pants and a jacket. Like the pants don't match the jacket. The shirt has stains on it. The tie. I remember one guy calling me Shakes the Clown, like in <laughs> Citibank in New York. Like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is Shakes the Clown? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's filing for today. But I'll never forget mm-hmm. the. Um, I went to a, a temp agency, had me come in and said, Eddie, do you work a collating machine? So I would always knee jerk say, Yes, yes, yes. I can do cold. And you had no experience with the cold. None. So I go into this, you know, big company, big office building, intimidating office building on Lexington Avenue, Manhattan. And it's. Do you really get intimidated by office buildings? I get intimidated (laughs) by big office buildings. A lot of of windows. You don't? No. Yeah, I don't like them. They're just. I fucking hate them. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let me guess. Let me guess. You got to. You got people in a boiler room selling shit that you for your college, for your alumni. Anyway, so um, so this woman takes me, she says, okay, so here's the collating machine. And I swear to God, she starts describing how to collate. Like, there were just like 10 different steps I had to do, and I was overwhelmed. And I just go to her, I go, hey, um, excuse me, but where's the bathroom? And she goes, you know, down the hall to the left. Like, okay, I'll just be right back. And I just walked out of the building and went home and smoked a joint. Oh, that's great. I started getting calls from the agency that, you know, got me the job. And they were screaming at me. And I was in such a place in my life where I could give a shit. I would like, I was like, they were like, how could you do that? You just left? You left. You told her you were going to the bathroom and left. That they have a lot of materials there that are uncollated. How are they supposed to have their meeting with no and I collation? I was just like, I, for whatever reason in my life, I was just like being high and just not caring about the the, the whole temp thing. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> click. And then I would go back. And then the phone would ring again. And these people were so pissed. And uh, Did they hire you again after that? Yes. I, I eventually became head of the collating division. No. They never. Of course they never did. They never, ever did. But that's an amazing thing, too, about New York City is that I could just go to another temp agency. Yeah. There were so many. It's also funny that they were never going to work with you again because you just walked down on a job. But they still felt it was necessary to, get a to call word. you yeah. and say, what the fuck did you just oh, do? Oh, they were you just know? so pissed. But one time I was walking. <clears throat> Instead in of just it, writing it off and going, well, that guy's a fucking idiot. We'll, we'll never call him again. And they're like, I want to call him and give him yeah. a piece of my mind. I'll tell you, the most amazing thing about it was like two weeks after that job, I'm walking down near that building. And the woman who. She's like, did you find the bathroom? The woman who was <laughs> just said, it's him. It's, she was screaming, it's him, it's him. It, it was like the marathon man in that Dustin Hoffman, Lawrence Olivier movie where the, they see the Nazi who had taken their gold from their teeth. It's him! And I was being chased through the streets of Manhattan by the people who... This is uh, is false. This is false. I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 For a minute, I thought you really did see the woman. (laughs) But then when you basically set it up as a scene from Marathon Man, I was like, oh, this is fake. This is not a real thing. It's Zell! It's Zell! Is it safe? Is it it collated? (laughs) Is it collated? Oh, is that what that's from? Is it safe? That's that was like Marathon the scariest Man. scene ever, yeah. and I never knew. I knew it was Dustin Hoffman. But yeah. it was some mango Well, your uncle and grandfather guy. probably showed it to you right well, after the brawl. After many, many Honey, hi, Chris, come here. Yeah. I know the fight was unsettling, but watch this scene from Marathon Man. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to the family. What are you doing wearing pants, by the way? Let's make this awkward. Get back in the pool house. Sorry, I didn't know all this stuff would surface. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, it feels like this is a good place to take a break. So we will do that. And we will be right back with a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. Hey, this is Vanessa. And Cole. Wait a second. <laughs> Crazy hijinks. Uh, from the Pop My Culture podcast. And you're listening to, to the, the Long, Long Shot, Shot Podcast. back it is time for a segment on the show that we like to call parting shots our guest today is chris fairbanks you can find his album fairbanks on itunes i'm assuming yes itunes amazon.com Amazon, yes it was in the top uh, 10 tune core i don't know what that uh, is but yes I, i'm just making that up i don't want. know what that can is can i either. ask you how, can i ask you how often label. amazon uh, pays um you're saying that because you have not been paid by Amazon. Yeah, correct? it takes a while. Yeah, just gotta. How be long? Patient. It just I don't know. <laughs> it sucks. How? You, you don't make money long? off of a CD. Just think of something else to make money. Don't worry about it. Anymore. No, he was counting on that ship to come in. It doesn't come in. Why? It, you just don't make money off a CD, even if you sell a bunch of copies of it. I don't know. There's algorithms that probably explain it, but you're I, making me sad. Do you know I'm Al? Sorry. I didn't make any money off my album. <laughs> Where's Gorethams? Where's Gorethams? He's, he's moving he's, his hips in a circly way. <laughs> he's <laughs> off explaining something to somebody. Uh, all right, parting shots. Let's start today with Eddie. Eddie, what's your parting shot? Oh, my God, twice in a row. So um, my parting shot is I, I think it's funny that I complained about my, my audition uh, the last time I was here uh, going out for house. Right. I was like, ah, well, they bring in all these character actors, and I get pissed because it's not a big role, mm-hmm. and they make us jump through hoops. But I got it. 
And then I'm all excited. And I filmed House. Congratulations. Thank you. And I filmed House on uh, Friday at the Fox Lux Studios. And it was a, it was a cool experience. Um, you, Laurie, was not in the scene with me. Mm-hmm. But it was very cool because when I was getting made up, you, Laurie, came into the makeup trailer. Does it take you a long time to get made up? You know, it is the most hilarious thing. They always send me to hair and makeup, mm-hmm. and the hair lady go, looks you look at me fine. and goes, yeah, uh, what are you again in this? I'm the carnival operator. Oh, yeah, this is good. Do you say it like that in like kind of a no, leering, leering, no, no, I don't dangerous way? I go, I was doing that I'm for I'm the carnival operator. I do that for the... Who uh, are you? Really? You seem like a transvestite. Anyway. <laughs> no, I say, I'm the, I'm the carny. And they go, oh, you're perfect. And I go, hmm, I don't know if that's a compliment, but... It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I always get a few laughs with that line. <laughs> I don't think that's a compliment, but... And, uh, and, and one of the... And I don't think that's a compliment. So the hair person goes, maybe we'll shave the back of your neck. And I go, but I'm playing a carny. And she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes with hair and makeup with me. And then the makeup lady goes, oh, okay, well, we'll give you a little base. <laughs> And then they usually cover up some kind of skin thing. But then you, Lori, came into Whoa, the... Whoa, you blew by that one, but keep going. <laughs> and then you, Lori, came into the... They uh... cover up some kind of skin thing that I have. But anyway, I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you cover up this? It's pulsating, and, uh, and, I, and I've dropped change in it. It's so big. But, <laughs> but, you're, but you're the carnival worker, so he would have something like that. <laughs> All the carnies I know have taken advantage of me and my siblings. <laughs> yeah, they have um, pussy coin slots on their body. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. They're not going to see you back where the escaping hole is, is they? <laughs> is they are? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I want to say it was really cool. There were 200 extras, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was operating this booth where the character who gets sick is 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 trying to win a, a bear for his girlfriend and he starts he starts crying but what comes out instead of tears is blood of course so That's it's every very other funny episode of house. It, it was it was cool experience because it was I I always learn on sets like just the, just finding I'm still learning like uh, Eddie and these guys were really cool they were like Eddie uh, because the camera guys took the time there were three cameras and they were like Eddie I just want you to see you see the camera that camera's there so kind of step back and that's when we can see you and then Chuck's over here and Chuck was a great guy he used to come up he would come up to me after a shot and go you know what? I really got you there, but try to step a little further back because you're getting blocked by Fred. So there was a lot of talking in undertones being <laughs> done on the show, right? Wait, is this crying Eddie, tears an actual here? thing? What? Is that an actual thing? Crying tears? Yes. Crying, crying tears is an actual thing. Rather, what about crying blood? Uh, blo- it's is happened. that a thing? I think they base these things on things that have really actually happened. happened. Yeah. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard in my yeah. life. In a writing meeting. And I found out you, Lori, is a very accomplished jazz pianist. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it pianist or penis? It's pianist. Really? I should start doing that to you. Like, even though I don't know, just make a, make a call on it. Be definitive. Make a decision. <laughs> don't fall into flom territory. <laughs> Flamatory. I mean, so definitive. it was fun. It was fun to do. And I, and I was thinking how I bitched about that audition. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that I got the audition because I did a, a shitty show in Los Feliz in an outdoor... It was an outdoor show, freezing night. It was a rare L.A. freezing night. 
uh, at a fish taco place, mm-hmm. and one of the casting people happened to be at this show, saw me, said, oh, I got to call this guy in for some part, and I got it. So that's sort of like the Rita Hayworth story of being discovered <laughs> Except in she a shot store. to start him, <laughs> and after my shoots are over, I shoot right Eddie back. Eddie was discovered <laughs> in a fish taco restaurant. <laughs> what, um, what game were you operating? Uh, it was a game where, uh, it, rifle game. And I'll tell you what's very funny is the safety that they do on movie sets. It's over the top. Like the, the guy doing the safety has a bullhorn going, we have disabled the guns. So none of the guns are actually fine. There's 200 es- extras because they recreated a carnival rides, everything. And the extras were actually taking rides. They were serving ice cream. It was a fuck. It was a trip to be in that. And this is all for like. A, two a teaser scene. in the show. Yeah, yeah, I was blowing my mind. Like, wow, they fucking all. I mean, of they this. spent probably close to a million dollars. On, I hope not. Yeah, because people are starving. Chuck alone is five hundred grand an hour. Who? Chuck, the guy who was running the B camera. <laughs> okay, who? I thought you meant the show, Chuck. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking about Chuck, who was like, mm-hmm. Eddie, you need to. But the safety there. stuff is. Uh, Eddie, 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 Eddie. Eddie. What did you just do? Did I tell you to well, step back an inch? I love how they were always like, it's always a funny thing too with, the, with, with camera stuff, like one half step to your right. Like I love that. Right there. No, right there. No, no, that's a quarter step, Eddie. Yeah. Half step, please. Half step. So anyway, it was, it was cool though. It was cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, well, congratulations to you. So I'll go next. My parting shot. Um, 75 cents to Jamie. Thank you. And I also wanted to say that I listened to a mix that one of Jamie's immaculatizing followers made, like a musical. Buddy Peace? Buddy Peace. Oh, awesome. uh, Made a compilation of a bunch of different things. Mm Mm-hmm. With some music and some talking on it, some actually Us, some our long shot uh, stuff. A few clips from the long shot, and then some other some other clips of audio stuff. And then there's music, mm-hmm. and some of the music is weird, and some mm-hmm. of it's good, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I listen to the whole thing. But there's a great uh, cover version of a song on there, and it made me start thinking about covers and how I love covers. For some reason, mm-hmm. I feel like when somebody covers somebody else's song. Um, they Put bring their own something stamp else on to it. it yeah, it's like I, I almost always like the cover better than I like the original song, even if I really like the original song. So no but, one can ever cover Gil Scott Heron's "The Revolution Will Not Be Televised" like he did. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's enti- the only thing that popped into my mind. That is entirely possible. Um, but I'm sure there are lots of covers out there that I haven't heard. So mm. what I would like to do is ask our listeners if they would on our Facebook page post what some of their favorite covers are. Mm. So uh to expose me to some new things. What was the cover on the mix? You know, I honestly don't even remember. Um it was it was good though. It Buddy t- Peace by the way is amazing. He's a great musician. It's a great mix. Immaculatize.com. Is he related to Meta World Peace? You'd think. <laughs> He's a cool guy. He's on my Facebook page a bunch, too, I think. Yeah, good guy. Um, but anyway, I really enjoyed it. Buddy, if you're listening, thank you for that. Yes, sir. And um, and also, I wanted to say this. I was on a set the other day, mm-hmm. and I got on an elevator, 
And on the elevator was a guy who was once considered the coolest man alive. Oh, hmm. now who? Do you know who I? Do you know who I? I mean, coolest man alive. At one time, people thought he was jazz musician. No, uh, actor, form- actor, Jack Nicholson. Actor, Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Mm-mm. All right, not Jack Nicholson. No. I am gonna go. Link, let me get one. More. Anyway, I said to him, "Press three, please," and he was like, "Certainly," which I thought was really nice. He was a really nice. He was really Just nice. He said, "Certainly." Mm-hmm. You're like. No, he's well, really... I mean, if he had not said anything and done it, that would have been okay. But because he said certainly, he was How like... did he say certainly, though? So he acted like a human? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I was... I don't care who it is. Chris sounds okay. like he's not too fond of the worship of well, certain humans. <laughs> I am not, not going to say who it was. What? And I'm not going to say who it was. You better. I'm going to ask our listeners to, on our Facebook page, try to guess who the person was who at one time was considered the coolest person No alive. other hints? No other hints. Dennis Hopper? No, he's dead. Henry he Winkler? Dead? I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. This is a fun game. Um, <laughs> what? Guess. There's no answer. <laughs> All right. Let's go next to Jamie. Jamie, what's mm. your parting shot? Um... I thought of another job that I had. I don't know how hard it was, but it's fascinating to me. For three weeks, I went to UC Berkeley for one of these paid studies in one of their science department. They were doing a study, I think it was on ADD or something, but basically they would hook up to my arm like uh, a bunch of those weird patches things, Mm -hmm. and my job was to listen to a tone, and every time I heard the tone... No, I'm sorry. Every time I had an electrical surge sent mm-hmm. through my arm, I had to press a button. Mm-hmm. And I had to do that for you hours. You were putting a man to death in the other room. Yeah, that was I one of the things <laughs> where I was like, how much electricity can he take? But you no, were I, torturing someone from probably a, a, a Nicaragua. It might be possible. I would watch the show 24. They put the, sh- the show 24 on. I would just get electrical surges every five seconds, and I would press a button. And that was my job, and I got paid... I think 10 bucks an hour, maybe, or something. So, like the that. study was basically to see if people could watch 24 while they were being tortured. Now, we were talking about the hardest job. That sounds like a pretty easy one. It's pretty, but it was, it was a pretty severe electrical surge. It would be like, it would hurt. It would hurt? Yeah. Well, it definitely was not comfortable. Mm. Anyway, it's weird to look back to like seven years ago when I was that desperate that I was. A lot of people, especially with the economy the way it is in the United States, are doing medical experiments. Are being subjects. Well, a lot of them are doing medical experiments too. A lot that, of them are are, are taking that could be the road to riches and trying to. God damn it! Why can't I challenge Big Farmer with something akin to Prozac, yeah. Margaret? Get me some more baking soda for fuck's sake. But we're out of baking soda. Well, then get me something akin to it. I don't even know what akin means. Akin <laughs> means something similar. Oh my akin feet! <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Chris, what's your parting shot? I, um, we, we were saying the phrase parting shot a mm-hmm. lot, as if that's a thing that exists <laughs> in the world. Right. Um, I don't know what a parting shot would be. Uh, did you guys watch the roast of Whitney Houston last night? The roast of Whitney Houston? <laughs> yeah. Did they really? Yeah. He's saying the Grammys were basically a roast of Whitney Houston. I know he is, and I can't uh, imagine how could they. I'm fucking kidding, man. I oh, do okay, comedy okay. for a living. <laughs> okay, no, I think that, that I don't, would be 
No, to she's me. a national treasure. Sorry, <laughs> made, sorry, I made light of her death. It's so sudden. I no one saw. It she coming was a mess her though. whole life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she's been dying forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We all have. So I don't know what a parting shot is. Enjoy. That's funny because when I explained yourself. it to you before the shot, you were like, "Oh, okay." What is what? How did you explain it? I said, whatever you want to talk about, it could be a callback to something that happened <laughs> earlier in the show or something you want to promote. Um, do I give you advice? You want to challenge me that I didn't give you a good enough explanation? I, of I want to challenge you that a quadrangle isn't a thing <laughs> because anything with four sides isn't going to have angles. They're all going to be 90 degree. That's still an angle. This has been. <laughs> wow, we really hit a silence. Now, do you yeah, ask? Jamie, you want to? Oh, yeah. Well, here, here's here's a parting shot. Um, do you have any advice? Um, All the guests do this one. Yeah, before a big audition, do a uh, instead of preparing for it, do a do a podcast and a comedy show. This would bother me. Chris has a big audition tomorrow. Well, you just and said you went on one and you did a show the night before and the casting person was at the show. Maybe there'll be a No, it wasn't the night before she was at, at the audition. I should have stayed home. Sorry. Guys. But I've had this thing where I have a big audition in the morning and I have a show the, the night before mm-hmm. for no money, right. which is what we're doing. Chris is on the same show I am. And I'm like, oh, I should do the show. But no, 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 no. It turns out You always, should prepare for the audition. Hell Yeah. Hell yeah. The Memorize shows, your lines. Get the lines. Get into the character. Get into the character. Know the beats. Figure out your camera angles. Have a choice because what I would do is like, oh, I'll just go in and I'll be fine. And then I get in there and the only thought that is in my head is I should have spent some time on it. So, yeah, that's my parting thing. Spend some time on the thing that you have to do. <laughs> Chris just drifted off to sleep. Um, no, Chris is upset about his quandary or quadrangle, if you will. Well, I'm not doing the show now. I'm in a bad mood. I'm not going to do stand up just for the sake of. I'm not. You're going to go home and work on the audition. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think That's we. Uh, I think. And I think it's a good thing. Therapeutically, throw my phone against the wall, <laughs> a brick wall, and watch it shatter. And I'm going to get one of those iPhones. Tomorrow. No, I think it, first of all, it's a good thing you have an audition. You're already. I already know I'm not getting it. That's. Wrong. I'm already in the play. I'm not going to get it. I'm not. An Why actor go on person. it then? You're not an actor person. Yeah, not at all. You're a performer. Person. Yeah. Person. Yeah. I'm a performer. I'm a person. Person. I'm just. I'm a people person. Stand-up. I'm a boss. Boss. You know how many jobs I I used to say uh, that they said so. How, why do you want to work here, Eddie? Well, I'm a people person. And they would roll so you their were just eyes. Flat out lying. They would roll their eyes and go, "Give me something more than that." And I would go, Ooh, I need the money. I'll tell you that." Let's let's just cut to the chase. Let's be honest. I wouldn't be in this fucking place if I didn't need money. This fucking grubby existence of mine. I need money because I got to get some more pot so I can smoke to take away the pain of working a shit job like this. It's a <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Also, do we get masks and ear, <laughs> ear mufflers for this or no? Look, I'm going to give you this job on a trial basis. I'm going to give you two years on it until you that lose your hearing. Like a trial. Until you lose your hearing and acquire bronchitis. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, this has been The Long Shot. Our guest, Chris Fairbanks, pick up his album, Fairbanks. Um, and we will see you next time on The Long Shot. Amber. 
Explore past and future episodes of the Long Shot Podcast. Join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com. Yeah.